Let's do it. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Bo Brock, and I'm happy to be with you here on a Wednesday. Give me a follow on Twitter, at Bob Rack. Follow the show, at Locked On AZ Cards. Follow my absentee co-host, who got Tuesdays and Thursdays on Locked On Cardinals in the divorce. Alex Clancy, at Clancy's Corner, if you want all the earth-scorching takes and just sad tweets during our social distancing period here in the United States, worldwide. we got a big podcast for you today, and I want to ask you a question. I want you to think about it before I dive into it. Probably in the second segment of this podcast is, what's the strength of the Arizona Cardinals in 2020? Is it the pass game? Is it the rush game? Is it the front seven now? Is it the defensive secondary? Excited about those up-and-coming young players mixed with Patrick Peterson? I want to I want to figure out what their strength is after an exciting start to the 2020 offseason. The Cardinals have nearly 9 million dollars left to spend according to over the cap. Which players that are, remain available could Steve Kime bring in as a bargain bin addition that I think that the Arizona Cardinals could could actually help this team in 2020. Within the last 24 hours, the team made a couple more one-year signings to players that were on the roster in 2019. Guard Max Garcia, who saw action in seven games, and uh, safety Charles Washington, who was mostly a special teamer. He comes back on a one-year deal. And there's a lot of early love for the Arizona Cardinals for the 2020 fantasy football season. One fantasy guru is absolutely just head over heels smitten with the 2020 Arizona Cardinals. I'll tell you who the guru is and what he's excited about. I think you could probably draw your own conclusions on that. How has the Arizona Cardinals' exciting offseason changed the landscape of the NFC West? That's your Lockdown Cardinals lead story. I'm your host, Bo Brock. According to many analysts, experts, pundits, the Arizona Cardinals not only have had a good offseason, they've had a great offseason, arguably the best offseason of any NFL team. So do the moves project the Redbirds to climb from the bottom of the NFC West standings? And if so, how high? The Arizona Cardinals finished 5-11-1, fourth in the division, dead last looking upward at all three of their division foes. The West, of course, was won by the NFC title winning San Francisco 49ers at 13-3 who beat out the second place Seattle Seahawks by inches in this final seconds of the regular season finale. The Seattle Seahawks, of course, finished 11-5 and with that loss, while the L.A. Rams ended a disappointing 2019 campaign at 9-7 and for third in the NFC West. What have the other teams in the division, how have they fared this offseason? Let's start at the top and work our way down. As always, heavy is the crown. With success, teams always want your players. The 49ers are no exception to this rule. Many key players from their Super Bowl losing team have made their way out of San Francisco. The biggest? The trade of defensive lineman DeForest Buckner to the Indianapolis Colts in the biggest move that leaves the biggest void to fill. The Niners, of course, have Solomon Thomas, Eric Armstead, DJ Jones, but none disruptive force like Buckner developed into. 
Wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders also leaves San Francisco for New Orleans on a two-year, $16 million deal. Sanders, he played well. He offered Jimmy Garoppolo a steady veteran weapon in the passing game down the stretch. But the 49ers, they should be excited about second-year wide receiver Debo Samuel and could address the position with one of their two first-round picks, 13th and 31st overall. But keep in mind, San Francisco may have two firsts, but no NFL draft selection between the rounds two and five. The Niners did retain safety Jimmy Ward, but he's getting up there in age, and also so is the rest of the secondary. Can he stay healthy? But the Niners are known for their depth. They've suffered one big loss from the NFC title-winning team. Jimmy G, Kyle Shanahan, and John Lynch, they continue to be poised to contend again in 2020. As for the second-place team, the Seattle Seahawks GM John Schneider's enjoyed a crafty offseason. The team ripped off the Washington Redskins by trading only a fifth-round pick for cornerback Quentin Dunbar, bolstering their defensive secondary, which already features Shaq Griffin and Quandre Diggs, who was acquired also for a fifth-rounder. Russell Wilson's receiving some protection help up front, and some receiving weapons in wide receiver Philip Dorsett and tight end Greg Olson. Per usual, Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson are ready to make another run in 2020, but Jadavian Clowney's decision to either leave or return could make or break Seattle's offseason. As for the Los Angeles Rams, oh, the Rams, it's been a disastrous offseason in L.A., uh, and it might have been, this might have been the worst. Their failed logo unveiling and rebranding, which was just scorched by the internet. But it has some company. The team also released star running back Todd Gurley. They'll pay him a lot of money to play for the Atlanta Falcons in 2020. Linebacker Corey Littleton's departure to the Las Vegas Raiders leaves a huge hole on defense. The team also cut pass rusher Clay Matthews and Dante Fowler Jr. followed Gurley to the Falcons. The biggest move for the Rams was retaining offensive lineman Andrew Whitworth. The Rams don't have a first-round pick, so they'll have to rely on the rest of their draft to fill holes up and down their roster and avoid being hurtled in the standings by the Arizona Cardinals, who added over 1,000 yards receiving nearly double digits and touchdowns, plus on the defensive side of the football, nearly 20 sacks among three defenders. The Arizona Cardinals are the trendy team in the NFC West. Have their offseason moves engineered by general manager Steve Keim, are they enough for the team to move up the standings in the NFC West? One would suggest they're trending in the right direction while some of the teams in their division are trending in the wrong direction. But the key is the development of their young players, including quarterback Kyler Murray, who is your NFC Offensive Rookie of the Year, the development of their head coach, Cliff Kingsbury, the implementation of the stars they've added so far this offseason, and Steve Keim hitting for the first time in his career on first-round picks in back-to-back years. But it's a good sign, and I don't think anybody can argue that the Arizona Cardinals, as far as their division goes, they're having the best offseason in the NFC West. And with all those moves, where have the Arizona Cardinals developed strength on their roster We start to look at where the team could excel in 2020. I'm your host, Bo Brock. You're listening to Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network. So one of the trendy pre-free agency connections was the Arizona Cardinals and wide receiver Robbie Anderson, who's played his career with the New York Jets, just signed a two-year deal, reportedly $20 million to join the Carolina Panthers. And if you're an Arizona Cardinals fan, I think you breathe 
a sigh of relief there. That, w- that was not going to be the answer at wide receiver. And the price tag for Anderson doesn't fit a guy who's he's never eclipsed the 1,000 yards receiving. And now the passing attack for the Carolina Panthers is Teddy Bridgewater, who signed, what, a three-year, $60 million-plus deal. And Robbie Anderson, uh, two years, $20 million reported dollars. Doesn't exactly strike fear, I wouldn't think, in opposing defense. Of course, you've always got just the thousand thousand yard man in Christian McCaffrey, who's just going to be a threat for any defense. But uh, I don't know what's going on in Carolina. I'm glad that the Arizona Cardinals pivoted. Probably didn't even pivot. I don't even think that there was no legitimate reports that they were seeking Anderson's services. Instead, they go out, they make the trade for DeAndre Hopkins. They trade David Johnson, that bad tra- contract, Houston, a second-round pick, and a 2021 fourth-round pick in exchange for Hopkins in a 2020 fourth-round selection. That's a huge deal for the Arizona Cardinals. It bolsters their passing attack immediately. And you look at the three moves that were made to add on defense. Jordan Phillips, the interior defensive lineman, brings his nine-and-a-half sacks from Buffalo to the desert. You've got Devon Kennard, who brings his seven sacks from Detroit. The Valley Native comes home. And then you've got Devondre Campbell, a tackling machine for the Atlanta Falcons. Say what you will about the Falcons' defense, but Campbell was one of their better players on the defensive side of the football. You add him to this defense, and those are some pretty big moves. Those are four players that you're adding to your roster without really having to give up anything significant. What is... And where have the Cardinals strengthened their roster? Where is their ultimate strength? And I've talked about this a lot on this podcast, maybe for the betterment of the better of two years, that the Arizona Cardinals don't have a strength on this roster. Like opposing teams, when they start to game plan for the Cardinals, there's there's no one spot where they're like, okay, we're gonna have we're gonna have a big time problem with this area of the Arizona Cardinals. Look, they have their stars, absolutely. But when you look at it, it's right now, especially coming off a of five, ten, and one season. You know, this is a team that yes, they've got their stars like Chandler Jones. He's going to eat. He's going to get his nineteen sacks. But does the pass rush does it scare you as an opposing team? Patrick Peterson is a solid player. Are you any longer putting him on on an island and uh, and and just not looking at that side of the f- field any longer? Kyler Murray is one of the budding stars in this league. He was the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. But is Kyler Murray, yeah, he's got his playmaking ability, but I don't think in his first season any opposing team was like, okay, we're, we'll, we're just cooked. We're just going to let Kyler Murray do what he does, and then we'll let everybody else kind of figure it out. The rush game improved significantly in 2020, or I'm sorry, in 2019 from 2018. It was at the bottom of the league. I mean, all offensive categories improved from year to year, from 18 to 19. And when you look at this Arizona Cardinals team as it continues to navigate the waters of the 2020 offseason, and as exciting as last week was, when you start to kind of look at, yeah, they added three players on defense, but they added Nook Hopkins to this offense. So when you look at their strength, and you say, is it the pass game? Is it the rush game? Is it the front seven? Is it their, is it their rushing attack? Is it their uh, pass rush? Is it their linebacking core? Is it their defensive secondary? And I think that, let's not get too cute here. Cliff, Kyler, Hopkins, Fitz, Kirk, other receiving threats 
that could develop and become dangerous for this Arizona Cardinals team. It's the pass game. You got to play the hits. You absolutely have to play the hits. If I go to a Blink-182 concert and they don't play Damn It or What's My Age Again, I'm furious and I'm screaming in the crowd, play What's My Age Again the entire concert until they play it. If you're Cliff Kingsbury and you have your arm with Kyler Murray, Nook Hopkins, this passing attack, and Steve Kime has done a good job in, in giving Cliff Kingsbury the weapons necessary to, to really make this thing work, you got to play the hits. The air raid, we're all here for it. And the pass game is going to be the strength, and it's going to be what opposing defenses, what it's going to strike fear into opposing defenses, that passing attack. Fitz coming out of the out of the slot, Christian Kirk, whatever his role is going to develop into with the new look offense. Kyler Murray in his second season, and there are lofty expectations for a second year signal caller this day and age. And, you know, that's due to some incredible performances from, you know, Patrick Mahomes, of course, Lamar Jackson, both winning MVPs in their second years, respectively. And then you got Jared Goff, who up the Rams go from you know, a bad franchise into a team that was playing in the Super Bowl a year removed from 2019. Mitchell Trubisky even had a solid second year before declining last year. This pass game is poised to break out. Next, I would say, as far as strength, uh, what's going to help with the pass game is the rush game. It was a top 10 rushing offense in 2019, Thanks for the acquisition of Kenyon Drake, who's coming back on the transition tag. Um, you've got, and, and I thought that Kyler Murray, despite him rushing for 544 yards in 2019, I thought he was kind of leashed a little bit. He wasn't exactly scampering around there, making rush after rush. Um, he was just trying to get his bearings in the NFL and didn't carry the rock as much as he might next season. And I think this rush game is poised to be, once again, in the top of the NFL. Top 10, potentially. Uh, And look, Kenyon Drake is poised to break out. And I mentioned it earlier, there's a fantasy football guru out there who is high on this Arizona Cardinals offense. Matthew Barry released his love-hate so far through this NFL offseason. The Arizona Cardinals are just peppered across the page. Now, I know that sometimes Matthew Berry can be a little bit long-winded and you have to like, it's like looking up a recipe online and you have to sift through some lady's uh, current emotional state to figure out what the recipe is for uh, some casserole. But Matthew Berry, once he gets into the, the nuts and bolts, loves the Arizona Cardinals offense. He loves Kyler Murray as a passer. He has Kyler Murray as a top five quarterback. He has Kyler Murray fourth as far as fantasy football quarterbacks are concerned in 2020. And Kenya Drake is a, running, is a running back that he loves, top of his list because of this very reason. When Drake came over to the Cardinals in week nine, he averaged close to 19 touches per game, over 100 yards from scrimmage, and scored eight touchdowns, which was tied for third among players during that span. He was the third best running back in fantasy with nearly 20 points per game during that stretch. And we all know that Drake's a good pass catcher. He had nearly five targets a game with Arizona. That's 10th among running backs. Exit David Johnson. See an increased role for Kenyon Drake. 
Kenyon Drake, barring any injury, barring any disaster, he is going to have a big 2020. So when you look at the strength and you ask what the strengths are for this Arizona Cardinals team, surprisingly, but not surprisingly, with where they decided to go after the disastrous 2018 season, as far as their head coach, as far as their number one pick, as far as where they were going to try to rework things and retool and rebuild, that offense has quickly turned into the strength in this team. Now, as far as where their strengths are after that, it's not their offensive line. Still looking for some offensive line help. It remains the status quo. As of the recording of this podcast, A.Q. Shipley, who was your starting center last year, still hasn't made a decision. You're bringing back D.J. Humphreys. Looks like you're bringing back Justin Murray. You could bolster the offensive line. It could become a budding strength, depending on what you do with the eighth overall pick in the 2020 draft. It could. Just depending on if you want to, if you can scout and figure out if if Tristan Wirfs or Makai Becton or Jedrick Wills or Andrew Thomas is there for the for the the plucking, which guy's going to fit your offense best? That would certainly strengthen things up on the offensive line. As far as the front seven's concerned, I still think there's a lot of question marks. I think uh, a lot of the analysts, the experts out there, they're reserving their judgment as far as the Jordan Phillips deal, Devondre Campbell deal, um, Devon Kennard. They're good players. The Cardinals are stronger now on defense than they were in 2019. That's not saying a lot, but it had to improve. There's a lot more work to be done as far as improving this defense. Uh, of course, the pass rush features Chandler Jones, Kennard. He's going to have to supplement things. So is Phillips. If they could be the players that Steve Kime is paying them to be, then it becomes a, it becomes a problem for opposing teams. As far as the defensive secondary, they're just too young right now. We've seen a little bit of a decline from Patrick Peterson enough to really, we're no longer taking away just, he doesn't take away that side of the field any longer. If he can get back to that player, then we can revisit that. If Robert Alford comes back after missing all of 2019, and then those three defensive secondary members and Jalen and Deontay Thompson and uh, and uh, Byron Murphy develop, that, then you're starting to cook with gas. As far as the Cardinals are concerned, where they are, the biggest offseason move was on the passing attack. It was DeAndre Hopkins. You already have Cliff and Kyler in the mix. That's your strength. Coming up next, only $9 million really left to play with for Steve Keim and gang. Who could they add among the remaining free agents available to strengthen this roster? I've got one name in particular that I really like. I'll tell you who it is. I'm Bo Brock. Follow me on Twitter at Bob Brock. Follow the show at Lockdown Easy Cards. You're listening to Lockdown Cardinals, part of your Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Does anybody else feel this way? Anytime you see Baker Mayfield trending or you see a headline, don't you think you're lucky stars that the Arizona Cardinals had the number one pick when they did and they didn't have it when the Browns did and they weren't forced to make the decision. I know the Cardinals got it wrong with Josh Rosen, but every time I, I, I used to really like Baker Mayfield, and I, I just feel like he just brings too much baggage, baggage in which that Kyler Murray doesn't have. And this is silly, but I saw this yesterday. You know, there's the C10 Do 10 push up challenge right now on social media. You can follow me at Bob Rack on all social media platforms. Uh, Baker Mayfield's push up 
form is atrocious. Like, I know that that's not part of playing the quarterback position, but come on, dude. Like, his push-up form is just, it's hilarious. Check it out. Just search it on Twitter. You'll find the video where he's uh, seeing 10 doing 10. Thank my lucky stars that the Arizona Cardinals have Kyler Murray, that Oklahoma quarterback, over Baker Mayfield. I still think that there is absolutely potential for Baker Mayfield to be a star in this league. But there is a lot of back. He's number one. He's handicapped by the fact that he's a member of the Cleveland Browns. And number two, I just think that some of the drama that comes along with Baker, you don't get any of it with Kyler Murray. He's just a he's just a baller. Kyler, did anybody see Kyler Murray speaking to social media, just throwing the rock around, just throwing the pill around in his living room? The guy just wants to get out there and play. Social distancing. For Kyler Murray, it's just got to be brutal. For a kid that's been out running around probably like most of us uh, since they were wearing diapers. The Arizona Cardinals have just under $9 million left to play with according to OverTheCap.com after a little bit of a spending frenzy uh, and trying to help this struggling defense. Probably need about $9 million for rookies. Um so Steve Keim, a little bit hamstrung as far as going out there and spending. And there's a lot of good players remaining. Um, but a player that stands out to me that if you can get him on a very team-friendly deal, very, very team-friendly deal, would be the Valley native Prince of Mucamara, who is from Glendale. He played his college football at Nebraska. He's getting up there in age. He's just hit 30. Uh, he's been kissing, consistent. He played anywhere between 14 to 15 games for the last four seasons, playing for Jacksonville, the last three with the Bears, started his career with the New York Giants. It would have to, a lot would have to go right for the Arizona Cardinals for him to be affordable. Uh, when you start looking at where the Arizona Cardinals could start maybe trimming some fat as far as uh, salary that they could dump, players that be, could, could become cap casualties, there's not a whole lot that don't offer dead money. That where if you were to release somebody like Robert Alford, uh, you would be you say he's owe four million dollars, you would owe like three million dollars in dead money. It would only be it only gain one million dollar in cap space. So it's not exactly uh, you know great moves. The players that are that would create the most cap space. And the only guy that would you could even fathom the team dealing that would free up some cap space. And it would have to be the right deal. Let's not get crazy here. Is is Patrick Peterson? It is his contract does not have a lot of dead money. It's affordable. He's an attractive player. I'm not saying the Cardinals should chop him, but if you're starting to look at their roster and say, "Hey, where could we free up some space?" But the risk, the reward, you have a starting cornerback, a CB one here. You keep him. Prince of Mucamara, I think, would be a good fit for the Cardinals, bringing Valley Native back home. He would play for Arizona, and he would help with the struggling defensive secondary that's got a lot of young players that still need to develop. Alex is back in tomorrow. I apologize for that. I'll, you know, just as, as much as I can, I'm, I'm apologizing profusely that you got to uh, listen to that. But, uh, you know, tune in then, and then we'll get back to uh, the solid podcasting on Friday. I'm Bo Brock. Follow me on Twitter at Bob Brock. Follow the show at Locked on AZ Cards. 
That wraps up this edition of Locked on Cardinals. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Draft Dudes. Have a great day. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Talk to you guys on Friday.